Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. As a farmer's wife, I'm so proud to be sponsored by FarmDrop, the ethical grocer that delivers the farmer's market to your door. Cut out the supermarket with FarmDrop, who deliver food direct from over 250 local farmers, makers and bakers. Just like a supermarket, you choose a delivery slot and exactly the items you need. But unlike a supermarket, they source as locally as possible and pay producers properly. If you're in London, Bristol or Bath, visit farmdrop.com. It's a great way to shop, particularly in the build-up to Christmas. Quote the code BACKSTORY to get £25 off your first £50 order and to show your support for this podcast. Hi, and welcome to Back Chat, where we discuss the latest episode of The Backstory. This week, we're talking about episode seven, What Are the Chances?, which you all know was about the fantastic friendship between Zoe and Emma, who both had kids with Down syndrome very close together. So Claire, my takeaway moment from this episode, glitter poo. Tell me about glitter poo. Yeah, Mason had swallowed a load of glitter at nursery and it had reappeared the next day. So as well as their massive shared experience, the other big, you know, what this story was really about was their friendship, wasn't it? This really amazing friendship that they had. Do you think that that was, do you think they'd be friends anyway? Yeah, that was kind of like, uh, you know, one of the points I was trying to get to with the programme, where it's just like, you know, is this, where's this friendship come from and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I think it was one of those things where the beginning was really strong and it's a bit like, you know, a bit like a, any relationship, I suppose. They often say like, you know, if the if the start of a romance is strong, it's kind of, it, it pays the way for the rest of the sort of relationship. So, yeah, I think they came together at a very time when they very much needed each other, um, but that has grown and they just obviously realised they've got so many other things in common as well. So There was that moment where one of them was saying that she knows when the other one's on a bit of a downward spiral. She said something like, you know, she won't hear from her for a couple of days and then she'll send her a message and maybe get quite an abrupt response. And I thought, God, you know, to really... And, and she'll know from that that she's struggling. And I thought to really be that tuned into someone, that's quite, you know, that's quite special, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, they've they've spent a lot of time with each other and it's been pretty intense. And so I guess they've, yeah, they've just built that friendship really quickly and um, they know each other very well. In fact, if you want to find out more about like um, 
Eli and Mason following the program, um, then they have their own Facebook page. Um, and there's loads of like pictures and stuff on there. It's really sweet. Uh, and the Facebook page is called Best Buddies and Their Adventures. Um, and they also, like I've noticed Zoe and Emma put up like really lovely things about different things that children have achieved. So there's stuff on there about like these six girls who have just been trained up to be hair, to work in the hairdressers. Um, and they all, they all have, um, Down syndrome. So, and they also do this thing like, um, Zoe and Emma where like, I think it's if people are kind of have been diagnosed with, um, their child having Down syndrome whilst they're pregnant and perhaps they have like a tricky decision ahead of them. Um, or they just want to be like ready for when their child is born. Um, they like often meet with mums in that position, um, or and dads, I'm sure, um, to have like a coffee and talk it through, because obviously that's obviously a very controversial area. But I think you know knowledge is power. Yeah, and I can't remember which, whether it was Zoe or Emma said that when they found out that their baby had Down syndrome, they they didn't know anybody with Down syndrome. They'd never met anybody with Down syndrome. So just that opportunity to, yeah, kind of find out a little bit more yeah. and yeah. So we've all kind of had that experience of making friends through circumstance, haven't we? Just, you know, at the school gates or through work situations. And it's it's easy to, I think sometimes people can be a bit dismissive of those and say that they're like friendships of convenience. But I've met, you know, I've made some really good friends in that way. I think you may be you know, you maybe find one or two, don't you, that you just absolutely click with and they're friends for life. Yeah, it's very interesting. Like, do you think that when sort of something new comes into your life, so for example, another child or like, or the diagnosis of Down syndrome and those sort of things, it's almost like, I, I, I was wondering whether you need a friendship to fulfill that new part in your life um, or to help you in that new part of your life. Like, I wonder if it's true of so many different things that each thing we do or discover or become, like uh, there's a friendship to match it. Yeah, maybe it's one of those things we do without realising. Maybe if you've got, if there's a gap in your life in some way, you seek somebody that can fulfil that. And that might be somebody new that you meet, or it might be, you know, sometimes I think events happen and actually you re-establish a friendship that maybe you'd let slide for a little while because that you recognise that there's something about that person or something about that friendship that's going to give you what you need at that time in your life. That sounds really kind of merciless, doesn't it? But I don't think it is. I think that's just how friendships work. Yeah, you see, I needed a podcasting partner, Susie. Yeah. <laughs> I always wondered about that, yeah. Yeah, did you find it funny, Susie, when I invited you over for coffee and asked if you wanted to make a podcast with me? <laughs> I didn't really know you very well, did I? We'd met at a toddler group and... All of a sudden you were, I kind of got the feeling that there was like a plan that was being hatched. And then you talked to me about doing the podcast and I thought, why on earth has she approached me? Um, but, you know, that was a really good example of actually meeting around, you know, around the school gates, getting to know somebody and then it meeting a, you know, a need or or. Yeah, it's funny also, I think this brings me on to something else, which is like when you can sort of see the potential in someone as a friend. <laughs> um, and like, I, I didn't know you very well. It's very true. Like I really like probably have met you like a handful of times. But um, as somebody who was new to the area, I could sort of tell that I, I would be good friends with you and that you would also potentially like 
be good for the project that I had in mind. So it was kind of like, yeah, maybe a bit like sort of creepy. But... <laughs> so you were kind of interviewing me without me knowing that I was being interviewed. That really sets my mind at rest. That's <laughs> not at all disturbing. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay, well, that's our friendship. So there you go. Yeah, one of the comments you made was that you thought that friendships where you maybe have to work a little bit harder at them to begin with, you found were sometimes the most satisfying ones. What do you, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I really feel this, you know, it's that kind of like you get a quick fix from some people, but actually you get like a much kind of longer, gradual, more interesting friendship from people who, um, you know, take longer to get to know and they probably don't have quite so many friends and like, I don't know what this sort of, um, add up is but certainly um that's what I found so what would you say what do you really value in a friendship what's really important to you oh gosh I mean you have friends for all sorts of different things I suppose and you have different friends for different things I mean I've got a few I've got like quite a few very old friends and I value that massively because we've got all that shared history together we still you know we know each other so well I I like the fact that they know my family really well and like there's so many different levels to it but I also um have friends that I've made much more recently who I got on you know I, I had a big move like in my life where I moved to Norfolk like five years ago so I um made a whole new friendship group um and so you know that's that's been absolutely integral to my life up here and um it's actually been really fun to make all those new friends so uh what do I yeah so I value kind of fun fun sense of humor um I feel like I'm in sound like I'm dating uh it's last week all over again and um sometimes being vulnerable like um can you know really help a friend you know help a friendship more than you think um I think like a lot of people think oh I'm not going to put that on somebody because you know they're going to, you know, they don't want my hassles kind of thing. But actually, I've I've had friendships where they have never put anything onto me. And in the end, it just feels a bit empty. And, um, and you sort of think like this really, I'm not sure if this friendship is like just a bit one sided or, or you don't therefore tell them anything. And, it, you know, you need that kind of vulnerability to allow a, a friendship to grow, I think. Yeah, I think if somebody's slightly, if they make themselves slightly vulnerable with you, you can let your guard down a bit and make yourself slightly vulnerable with them. And maybe, you know, over time, yeah, just, you know, acknowledge when you're having a bit of a crap day or something's going really badly or or whatever. I think that's really important. I think those, I find people who are relentlessly positive a little bit draining, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what, do you, what do you look for in a friend, Susie? Well, the people that I consider really good friends are the people that I think are it's like, God, it sounds a bit dull actually blimey but I really value honesty some of my best friends are people I don't mean that sort of blunt you look rubbish in that top honesty you know that's that's just tactless and rude but I mean people who are just really kind of emotionally open with you and emotionally honest And I remember one friend that was going through a really bad breakup and she didn't kind of, she didn't try and paint a certain picture of herself. She didn't try and sort of pretend that she was, you know, all angry or all okay. She was just, she was really nuanced in her response. She was kind of very emotionally intelligent. And I really appreciate that. Um, 
So not necessarily people who are massively honest with me, but people who are honest with themselves, I think is what I mean. So that brings us nicely on to how you can be friends with The Backstory. We are The Backstory Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, at The Backstory Pod on Twitter. Join us on Tuesday the 19th of December for episode 8. We'll be finding out what happened to Lottie when the birth of her daughter and what came afterwards left her certain that she wouldn't want to have another baby. So that's the back chat wrap for this week. Bye for me. See you next time. Thanks again to our sponsors, FarmDrop. Go and check out their glorious website, farmdrop.com, and quote the code BACKSTORY to get £25 off your first £50 order and to show your support for this podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.